Well, hello, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in to this broadcast. God bless you. Welcome, Remnant Warriors. It is, uh, let's see, Thursday. Thursday. What is it, June 9th? I think it's June 9th. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in, guys. And I uh, just had a couple things in my heart I wanted to share with you today. So I just appreciate you taking the time to listen. And thank you to all those around the country and even around the world that write me and just, you know, send me encouragement and blessings and prayer requests and all the different things that you share that are on your heart. I just want to appreciate you. I want to thank those that uh, helped me yesterday. Uh, we put out a request to cover some of the expenses for this trip that I'm going to be going on the next couple of weeks, several different places. And, and a couple of you guys stepped up and I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. And, uh, here's what we want to talk about today. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of voices out there and I just, um, I want to make sure that we talk about this. You know, I mention often about how the Bible says, test the spirits. And, you know, in this age of internet and streaming and, uh, you know, the ability for just about anybody, you know, to have a podcast or, you know, a live stream or talk on YouTube or wherever they're talking. And there's a lot of saints, a lot of Christians out there that are following a lot of these people. And as I mentioned a while back, and I'll mention it again, but, you know, for those that watch me, you know, I always encourage you, ask the Holy Spirit, you know, is this a man that I should be trusting? Is this a man that I should be listening to? Because I, I think we all should be saying that, you know, test the spirits and look at the fruit, look at the fruit of that person's life. And so, you know, I just want to put that caution out there uh, to those that, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of people send me videos and you know, a lot of different people you're listening to and, you know, just make sure you're asking the Holy Spirit about each and every individual and make sure that they're actually speaking uh, from the Lord's heart. And, you know, I know people say different things. There's some people that are talking about news and politics and other people are talking about our faith and, you know, core Christian doctrine. And, you know, there's some people out there, I call them heresy hunters. I think they're just looking to accuse. And we know that Satan is the accuser of the brethren. Of course, I think that, you know, good dialogue and talking about different things, that's okay. We appreciate that, right? But there's other people that are out there just looking to point the finger and this person did this 10 years ago. And, you know, you got to be careful of those people too. Um, but, you know, just be cautious of some of these voices because we're in this this time where, you know, people are searching for information and it's, it's a different time. You know, uh, for many years, people listen to channels like Fox News and, you know, other, other news and mainstream media. And what we've come to find out is even a lot of those uh, networks on the right, you know, have turned out to really sell us out and didn't really stick to uh, what we believe. You know, they, they kind of like controlled opposition. So what that's done is that's, that's made an opportunity for, for people like myself and others that do broadcast. But, you know, with regard to me, there's a history, you know, you can look and 10 years ago, I was doing pretty much similar things, you know, and, and, you know, uh, there's a, there's a history. And so, and I'm, I'm not trying to toot my own horn and saying that, but you can look and, and see, you know, that this isn't just something that just happened. You know, the Lord has been working on my heart for many years. And so just make sure that you, uh, you know, you put people through the smell test is what I'm saying. And because there's a lot of people out there saying a lot of things, there's information, there's disinformation. And, uh, you know, we really need discernment. That's why I constantly say, pray for discernment, ask the Holy Spirit, you know, test the spirits. Lord, is this person of you? Is what they're saying of you? Because the, the main thing and my concern is, is that people don't go off on 
some of these rabbit trails, you know, or down the rabbit hole, whatever you want to call it, uh, on, on some of these things that are false and, and they, they appear true, but they're false. And so we just need to be careful. If anybody's telling you they have every answer and everything figured out, and there are some people talking about Jesus coming back on this day, well, we know the word of God says that's not true because no one knows the day nor the hour other than the Lord himself, right? He who sits on the throne. Um, so no one knows the day or the hour. They can't be predicting when the rapture is going to happen or predicting when Christ is going to come back. Now we can look at the, what I call the prophetic timeline, we can look at the signs of, of the hour and see that the hour is late and we can see that it aligns with things that the Bible talks about in either the birth pangs, as I say, I think that's where we are prophetically in the birth pangs period or in the end times, you know, you can see certain things that do align, but I don't believe that any, any human knows uh, the day or the hour. In fact, I know that they don't. I know for sure that they don't because the word of God says that. So anybody making these types of claims or, you know, claiming these certain things, you just got to be careful. That person is not of the Lord. If they're telling you they know when Jesus is coming back, they don't. They don't know that. And if they're telling you, you know, certain things that, you know, a lot of people are, are coming out and saying they have like some secret intel or, see, you know, there's all these message boards online. Uh, I even see people out there saying Trump is the Antichrist, you know, and people out there saying all these just really wild things. And so you got to be careful who you're getting your information from. You just got to be careful. And I know, you know, if you want to make, um, you know, like a, like a story about anything, you could, you could find certain things, you know, he did this or he did that. And sometimes, you know, it kind of makes a compelling argument, right? But you got to be careful because you, I can make an argument. If you're a good lawyer, you could basically make an argument about almost anything. And you could say, wow, that tree, you know, that tree is a little bit greener than the other trees. And the reason why it's greener, let me tell you, there's a, you know, and there's, you, people put this like whole story together, you know, based on really nothing. They just pull it out of the air, but they're really good with words and they're good, you know, they're very uh, convincing. And, and so there's a lot of that going on. And I get a lot of those videos and I will tell you, you know, I used to, listen to a lot of them. And the Lord really kind of spoke to me about that and said, you know what? Don't even be putting that stuff into your mind because honestly, it's more confusing than anything. And uh, sometimes I'll do it just to research or see what the person's talking about. Now, there are people that I trust and that I know are in line with the Holy Spirit. And uh, these are people that I know their walk. I, I watch them and I see, you know, uh, again, you know, you, you watch these people, you see, you ask the Holy Spirit, you test the spirits. And so there are people in my life that I have certain go-tos and people that I trust, certain mentors and people that, that I know they, you know, I know they're solid and I know that they love the Lord and I know that they, they're doctrinally sound. And so I can listen to what those people are saying, but there's a lot of voices out there. People that, you know, I, t I, I talk about it like this. There's a lot of people that just shoot up real quick. You notice that? They just shoot up real quick. And it's like, where did this person come from? And you, and you try to look into like where they came from. And it's like, there's really not any information, you know, they're just, you know, out of nowhere. And I'm a little weary of that type of situation because, you know, I think that uh, some of those people, sometimes they could be plants or they could have some type of nefarious agenda or they could be being used by the deep state or being used to confuse the saints. So this is a very important hour where we are really asking for key discernment and key wisdom and you know, just ask the Lord every day, ask the Holy Spirit, Lord, give me wisdom. I mean, I can't tell you how many times, guys, that, you know, I thought something over the years or that I, in my flesh, 
would have been fine with something. And the Holy Spirit, you know, spoke to me and was like, no, you know, don't go there. Don't be a part of that. Don't listen to that. Uh, don't align with that person. And you know, sometimes there's no information other than God saying it, right? And, uh, and God will just put a check in my spirit. He'll say, don't align with that person. And that's honestly all I have to go by. But I, I've learned to trust the Holy Spirit. I've learned to really rely on discernment and wisdom in the Holy Spirit because, you know, when I was younger, sometimes I would ignore it. And uh, sometimes I would just, you know, go and do it anyway. And God would, he'd protect me, but he'd let me learn a little lesson, you know, or he'd, he'd show me and, and, you know, God is so gracious and so merciful. And I really believe that he, he does protect me. And, and I think he does that for you too, as you have a heart for the Lord. And, but, but I will tell you though, that, um, I've learned to trust that, you know, I call it a still small voice, but that voice, I I've learned to trust the Holy spirit. Now I don't question the Holy spirit. If God puts something on my heart and, you know, there's a check in my spirit or there's a reason I just, I just listen. Because and, and, and the Lord usually shows me why later sometimes, you know, like sometimes it'll be a year later. Sometimes it'll be two years. Later. Sometimes it'll be five years later. Sometimes it'll be much sooner than that. But I've learned to trust the Holy Spirit. And uh, I would encourage you to do so as well. And, you know, the Bible talks about my sheep hear my voice. You know, a lot of people are scared to hear from the Lord. There's many people that say, Pastor Todd, I just don't know. I don't know if it's the Lord. I don't know if he's speaking. And I get that, you know, as, as you're learning and you're developing and your understanding of hearing from the Lord. But, but you know, the Lord is, is gracious and merciful. And the Bible even talks about in the mouth of two or more witnesses, you know, his word shall be established. There's sometimes when I think I'm hearing from the Lord and I'm not sure. And so I'll wait on the Lord and I'll say, Lord, I think you're saying this, but I need more, I need more direction. I need more confirmation. And I will tell you guys this is, is almost every time when I've asked the Lord that uh, he'll send a confirmation. Somebody will speak to me. Somebody will bring it up, you know, and it's just, it's just such a amazing thing. It's like, okay, there's my confirmation. A lot of times he'll confirm it with multiple people. And it's like, you know, he'll put something on my heart and then he'll confirm it with multiple people. And, uh, and that's just, I know it's the Lord. I'm like, okay, there you go. You know? And so, so if you're unsure, ask the Lord to give you, you know, more confirmation. Um, you don't have to be hasty or, you know, get, go before the Lord or be, you know, just do something real quickly, you know, a knee jerk reaction. You don't have to do that. You can, uh, you can ask the Lord, Lord, give me a confirmation, you know, give me understanding as to why you're leading me in this direction. I really believe the Lord will do that. Um, and, and as far as hearing from the Lord, you got to, you know, we got to make ourselves available to hear from the Lord. See, we've been taught a lot of times we've been taught to just go to the Lord. It's kind of like Santa, like go to the Lord with a bunch of prayer requests, you know, wish lists kind of thing. Right. And there's nothing wrong with going to the Lord and asking certain things, you know, Lord, I'm really, you know, I desire to have a wife or I desire to have a husband or Lord, you know, I desire to have a new house or I desire to have a new job. Of course you could ask the Lord those things, you know, and pray in accordance to his will because his will is always the best place to be. But the other thing that we got to understand is when we pray, it's a two-way conversation. So we don't want to just go to the Lord with what we want, our desires. We got to go to the Lord, ask him his desires, ask him what he has for us, what he wants us to do. And when you give him that time to speak and you give him that, that place, and, and that's why a lot of times you'll see me in my car. Why am I in my car? Well, I'm in my car because there's no one else here, you know, and so I can get alone with the Lord in this time and I can hear his heart because, you know, I, um, 
I want to be responsible for, for the things that he's entrusted me with. And in order for me to be responsible in the things that he's entrusted me with, I have to be right before him. I have to be hearing from him. And I need to make sure that I give him that time in my day to say, am I off? You know, is there something I'm doing that's not right? And, and the Lord will correct me in, in a loving way and show me like, yeah, don't do that. Or, you know, you did this, you need to do this, you know, differently. Or sometimes it'll just be a complete change of direction from what I thought in my flesh. And, and it'll make sense as the Lord gives me that wisdom and, and he'll do the same for you. And so these are the things that I, I just tell people that when they say, I don't hear from the Lord, are you getting away and, and getting into a place where you're open to hear from the Lord? You know, the Lord will move if you're, if you're finding that quiet time in your day where you get away and, you know, whether it's driving down a road, maybe there's no one there and just pulling over and starting to worship and praise the Lord and give him glory and just invite his presence. You know, these are things that we're not taught. You know, we're not taught to do this, like just getting away and saying, Lord, I praise your name. Jesus, I worship you. You're holy. You're worthy of praise. Lord, fill this car right now anoint me, fill me with your presence, fill me with your glory, speak to my heart, Lord. You know, let me be on fire for you, Father God. Give me the, give me the fire that I need in my spirit, Lord Jesus, and, and, and give me fresh direction for this day. And, and once we open that opportunity for the Lord to move, he does. And I think this has been one of the problems in the, in the church as a whole is, is that we've quenched the spirit. We haven't, we haven't allowed the, you know, we, we've set the service where it's like from, you know, 10.30 to 11 o'clock, we have worship. And, you know, from 11 to 11.05, we got announcements. And from 11.05 to 11.15, we're going to do, uh, you know, a testimony. And then, you know, from 11.15 to 12 o'clock, we give the message or, you know. And so it's like everything is planned out. And I'm not saying, I'm all for planning. Don't get me wrong. I mean, I think organization is good and doing things and excellence is good. But but there also has to be move for God, you know, room for God to move. You know, we got to remember this whole thing's about him, right? I mean, if we're if we're getting together to worship collectively as a body, we don't want to quench the Holy Spirit. Maybe God has a different direction for the service, you know? Maybe God wants to take us in a different direction that day. So it's important that we hear from him. And it's not just preachers, not just evangelists and pastors that need to hear from the Lord. It's everybody. As a, as a believer in Christ, see, one of the disservices that we've done in the body is, is that, you know, we... we, we Ask people to accept the Lord, you know, raise your hand, accept the Lord. We do like, you know, a, an altar call or whatever. Actually, there's not a lot of altar calls, to be honest. But uh, but but a lot of times, you know, people will give an, uh, an invitation, they call it, right? An invitation. And, uh, you know, say anybody, you know, bow your heads, close your eyes. Anybody want to accept the Lord? People raise their hand. That's great. Maybe they'll come up and get a Bible or, you know, they'll, they'll send them into a room, you know, and, and talk for a few minutes and whatnot. But then that's it. And, and there's really no follow-up. You know, there's no discipleship. There's no mentorship. There's no deliverance. Um, it's, it's just a real quick thing. And that's a big disservice because, you know, I always say that's like point zero 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 one of being a Christian. You're like a baby, baby believer. And then that's it. People just say, okay, they got saved. No, I mean, part of us being the body of Christ is, 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 is mentoring, is raising up younger people and teaching them the ways of the Lord, spending that time. I know there's not a lot of time in a day. I know a lot of us are super busy, but I'll tell you the reason why I'm the way I am today is because people took time to, to go meet me for coffee, you know, and, and I talked through my challenges. There. I asked the important questions because I had questions. And uh, what I found, you know, is, is that a lot of people have questions and no one to ask. And that's sad to me. You know, we want to be able to answer 
these very important questions that young believers or some sometimes even seasoned believers have. You know, why is it this way? Or how, how, you know, how do we explain this? Or why does the word of God say this? Or, you know, so it's really important that we take the time to teach the young people and to teach those that are new in, in Christ. And these are things that are going to get us ready for this great harvest, because I believe we've begun to see a great harvest in our nation, in our world. I believe we're on the beginning, on the cusp of a great move of God. But we have to be prepared as the body to be able to teach these people, um, you know, how to be successful Christians. And what I mean by that is being able to sustain not only through the good times, because we go through valleys and, and mountaintop experiences as Christians, but how to sustain through very tough times. Because uh, there will be tough times ahead. There have been tough times. And so we need to, we need to build a sustainable uh, Christian. And how we do that is teaching them the full word of God and equipping them and giving them the tools. And, and so, you know, these are just basic things. But unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of lacking in this area that I've found. And that's okay. And, you know, if you have a question and, and maybe you haven't had that question answered, email me, todd.coconato at rlcus.org. We'll get around to answering you, and if not, we'll answer it in a video message like this. But I want to answer these things. I want to answer these very difficult questions that many people are asking, and and that way we're not deceived, and we're not, uh, you know, we're not just, you know, we don't go down the wrong direction because again, there's a lot of voices out there, and so you know, I'll just say this with with, with some of the things that people have been sending me. You know, um, you know, I always take everything to the Lord, you know, and and. And even when people are trying to say some pretty out there stuff, I still take it to the Lord. And I really believe, you know, I know there's a lot of people saying we're done as a country. And, you know, there's a lot of people out there that are really, really just, you know, get prepared. China's going to invade us. And, you know, they're, they're saying some stuff. And it sounds kind of out there, you know, on this broadcast when I say it. But, you know, they wholeheartedly believe all these different things. And, and, and a lot of them have good reason to believe it. Like we are dealing with a very dangerous situation. I don't want to negate the fact that China is is definitely our number one adversary in the natural here on earth. I mean, you know, there's, they're building up their military. They're buying land in Texas. They're, you know, they're, listen, we're hip to all the things that are going on. So I'm not trying to like diminish that or belittle it, but you know, we have to believe as Christians that our prayers are being heard. And so as much as there's very troubling things with the vaccine, with China, you know, with the deep state, with the Biden quote unquote administration, with all the evil that we've seen and the corruption in our government and, and all these things that are extremely, extremely concerning, um, you know, I still think that we need to, um, you know, understand that God can answer. He will answer. I believe he will answer. Uh, our main thing, our main objective is to is to be the church, you know, and, and in order to be the church, we've got to be, you know, operating in, in the fullness of what God has for us to stand for truth, to stand for righteousness, to stand for holiness, you know, talk about the blood of Jesus, the cross of Calvary, repentance, the full Bible. And uh, this is what's going to set us up for success. And we have to believe that God does respond to the prayers of the righteous. And that's why I keep saying like, yes, we're at this crossroads and there's some really great opportunities. There's some things that are coming up. Like I said, I think there's going to be this massive awakening and harvest and revival. And uh, I think we all kind of agree on that one. But, you know, some of these things that are coming out with the election fraud and all the different stuff that's going to be coming out in the next few weeks. Great stuff, right? Good stuff, stuff we've been praying for that we're now seeing manifest in the natural. But there's always opportunity for the enemy to also have a plan. And that's why the church is so critical is, is that we are here as a as a firewall, right? 
And we can't just give in to this, like, we're defeated, we're done mentality, or like, you know, some people send me these videos, it's like, America's going to be invaded in two months, or, you know, this is going to happen, or that's going to happen. Well, sure, all those things are a possibility. You know, and some people are saying we're going to have another pandemic. Some people are saying we're going to have a massive cyber attack. Some people are saying we're going to have a, you know, an electromagnetic pulse. All these, like, doomsday scenarios, and trust me, I see your concerns. I get it. I understand. Like, this is a very, very critical, important time in our country. And I'm not trying to diminish what you're sending me or what you're saying. But my message is, is the message the Lord's put on my heart. It's not my message. It's what God's put on my heart is to speak hope in the fact that we can change it, saints. We have the authority and the power in the name of Jesus and by the power of his Holy Spirit to change these things. So as much as the enemy has a plan and we're seeing that plan manifest and there's false flags that they're probably planning right now and there's big events that they're probably planning right now and there's always going to be a counter because the battle is good versus evil. The battle is light versus darkness. You don't think when Jesus was fully God and fully man and, and dying on that cross, you don't think that, you know, there was people saying, this is it, this is the end. Of course. I mean, what do you think the disciples felt, right? Even though they had been told what was going to happen that moment to them, it seemed like hell had won. In that moment, and there's been times in history where it has seemed like hell has had a victory, but we've got to remember who we are in Jesus Christ and the authority that we have. We've got to remember that our prayers are heard. We've got to remember that God has given us authority by the name, you know, the name above all names, Jesus. The demons flee. They tremble. They tremble in the name of Jesus. Why are they trying to take God out of everything. Why are they trying to take Jesus? It's like they try to make Jesus like it's a bad word. Well, no, it's not a bad word. It's the word that sets the captive free, that's, that makes the demons tremble. If anything, that should awaken us more to see the realness of this situation. It sure did me when I was in the world. I saw the darkness, and that's what led me to the light, because I said, if there's this darkness, and there's demons, and there's all this evil, there's got to be a God. There's got to be a higher being. And, and it's a fixed fight. It's not like God and devil like this. That's what the devil would have you think. It's like this, you know, God versus devil. Like it's like watching a Dallas Cowboys game or something like there's one team against another and one might win. No, that's not how it is. Listen, God is, it's not even, it's not even close. God is omnipresent. He knows what I'm thinking. He's everywhere at once. He hears all of our prayers his word is true, the same yesterday, today, and forever. Satan is, is not omnipresent. Satan's a fallen angel. You know, it, it's not the same. It's, not a, it's, it's a fixed fight. It has always been a fixed fight. And we are on the winning team. As much as you feel like you may be losing right now, as much as people have sent you these videos that are really convincing, and, and I get it. I get it. You, you know, they build the whole story up, and they show you pictures, and, you know, I get it. I get the whole thing. They're very convincing, and we can hook into that and just, you know, well, we lost. Well, China's taking us over. You know, well, America's done. You know, that their plan is unstoppable. There's nothing we can do. Now, is that what the Word of God says? No. That's not what the Word of God says. You know how many times I've been backed up against the wall? You know how many times I've been backed up against the wall in my life, and, and all of a sudden God came through at the very last minute, and I didn't think, you know, I was like, wow. You know, God came through. He saved my life. Look at what happened when I got stabbed nine times. He saved my life. I should have died. But he sustained my life. Why? Because he had a plan and a purpose. And there was more that he had for me to do.
And that's that's the same, I think, for, for the remnant body of Christ. I call it the righteous remnant. That That's literally the firewall in America. Our prayers and our fasting and our faithfulness to what's true and what's holy and what's righteous. And, and life and death is in the power of the tongue. So we're speaking out and we're saying, even though it looks like the enemy is encamped all around us, even though they have a plan and it's nefarious and it's dark, even though it looks like there's no way that we can win, we have to remember what the word of God says and it teaches us. Who has the authority? Not just on earth, but on heaven and earth. Who sits on the throne? There's only one. He says, be ye holy for I am holy. The Lord your God is one. The Lord your God is one. He is the king of kings, the Lord of lords. And he's able to change this thing. Change our situation. No matter how grim, no matter how dark, no matter how hopeless, no matter what this video said or what that video said and what they said about this one and that one. See, we're spending too much time if we're getting into the weeds about all these things and trying to figure it all out. That, that's where the devil wants us. He wants us caught up in the weeds, trying to figure it all out. How's God going to move? How's God going to move? What's God going to, how's he, it's not going to happen. There's no way. That's it. Judgment. We're here. No, that's not how the Lord works. The Lord says, repent, you know, come, come to me. Repent, turn from your wicked ways. Invite Jesus Christ into your heart to be your Lord, to be your Savior. That's what he wants us to do. Invite him into your heart and then trust in the Lord with all your heart. He doesn't say with some of your heart. Think about what that scripture says. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Is that not what I'm talking about in, in every, every single way in this video right now? Is that not what I'm talking about? Trusting in the Lord with all of our heart. Not trusting in some video that says it's the end of the world. Not trusting in some video that's trying to show you that America's done and that we're done. That's not what God said. That's not what God said. What did God say? Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and what? He will direct your path. Is he not directing our path? Is he not the way maker? Is he not the one that says hope in the future? Yes and amen. Come on, guys. We got to trust him. We got to believe. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. With faith, you can move a mountain. Faith of a mustard seed, but we got to get that faith. And, and we can't give in to these naysayers and these dissenting voices of negativity. And they're just telling us it's done, give up. That's exactly what the enemy would want. You know how many times in my life, my enemies around me that wanted me to give up, stop speaking, stop talking. Oh, I just wish that that guy would shut up. I just wish that guy would stop speaking. You know, he's causing us problems. They try to come after me, my family, my finances, the ministry, my jobs in the past. You know, we've been through this. But guess what? I'm still here. And you know why? Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And we have to understand that concept. Greater is he that is in me, which is the Holy Spirit. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And when we understand how we can walk this out with that understanding of that God is with us, if God is for us, who then could be against us? If God is for us, who then could be against us? Now, let's, let's think about millions of believers. That's you, remnant warriors, millions of believers that are out there, that are standing, that are praying, that are fasting, that are seeking the Lord for this nation, that are contending, that are travailing, that are asking the Lord to move on our behalf. Think about that. Think about the power and the authority 
and, and, the, and the demonic wants us scared. They want us on the run. We need to get them on the run. Take back this territory for the kingdom of God. So we got we to gotta think about, you know, there's an old song. Whose report will you believe? I will believe the report of the Lord. I will believe the report of the Lord. I'm not going to believe the report of man. I'm not going to believe the, the people that are telling me I'm done. You know, some people are trying to convince me like the country is going to be over in a few months. That's it. You know, nuclear war is going to happen. This is going to happen. Yeah, you know how long people have been saying stuff like that for a long time. And maybe it is true. You know, we don't know when the Lord's going to come back. We don't know the, the day nor the hour. So make sure your house is in order. Make sure you're, 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 you've repented. You've turned from your sin. I mean, look, the Lord could come back tomorrow. I don't know. So yeah, be ready. Definitely be ready. And don't let another day go by without repenting and turning from your unrighteousness and your sin. We all have to do that because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But that's why Christ came, to die for our sins, to connect us back with a holy God. And that's what God wants us to do. And once we do that, we got to trust in him, lean on our own understanding. It's a simple message. But we can't get caught up. Now, I know there's people in your life that tell you that, you know, all these things, you've lost it, you've this and that. Why? Because you got faith? What, you've lost it because you got faith that God can move? You're talking about the God that made everything. I mean, what are they talking about? That God can't move? Is that what they're trying to say? Because that takes a lot more faith is to believe that there's no God. It takes a lot more faith to believe that God can't move when, when we've already seen God move so many times. You ever had a baby you know, do you have kids? You seen that miracle ever happen? That's a miracle. You're telling me God's not real? You know, you ever you ever gone on the ocean and, and looked at the beauty of all the sea creatures and the, you know, the sky and the water and the mountains? And th that's beautiful. God made the heavens and earth. You ever seen the intricacy of a heart, of a heart beating, you know, and, and just the intricacy of God and the, all the ventricles and the different things that all work together? <laughs> You know, look at what God has done. Look at what he's done. And you're telling me that he can't move. It takes way more faith to believe that God is not real. But there's people that believe that. So that those are the people that are telling you you're nuts. Those are the people that are telling you you're crazy. People that lack faith in their own life. But then what do they do? They go and listen to the mainstream media. They go and listen to CNN or MSNBC, which has probably the worst track record ever and lying to us over and over and over again. Those are the people that they get their information from. But, but we read the word of God and, and somehow we're crazy. No, 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 no. We got to get the perspective here, ladies and gentlemen. We got to get the perspective. Don't second guess yourself. Don't second guess yourself because you've been awakened because you've said yes to the Lord. Don't second guess yourself when some person that hasn't done that is trying to tell you you're crazy. What are they doing? What are, who are they listening to? So we need to pray for them, but don't, don't let that pressure control you or make you feel less than, or where you start caving and not doing what you're called to do. That's what it means to stand. That's what a remnant warrior is. is somebody who's willing to stand. You ask me the question, what does it mean to stand? Well, that's what it means to stand. It means to stand, stand firm on your belief. Stand firm knowing that God is real, firm trusting in him, firm speaking life, firm believing that God is going to move on our behalf, firm believing that God responds to the prayers of the righteous. And he will, he will, he will, he will, he will, he will. Now, uh, somebody did ask me a question. I think it was on this broadcast. I'm, I'm trying not to, and, and thank you for those that are making the comments on here. And I just appreciate you all so much. And uh, sometimes I do like a question and answer 
Um, but the Lord really put this message on my heart today. So forgive me if I have not answered a question. Uh, please forgive me for that. I'm sorry because I know you're taking the time to write certain things and I appreciate you so much. Uh, we will do another question and answer soon. Uh, but but I just, uh, somebody did ask me and I saw this come through the feed and it said, uh, you know, do I, do I take the Sabbath? And uh, I think it's a great question. A, a couple people have asked me that recently. You, listen, does the word of God say to take the Sabbath? You know, then that's, the, that's your answer, okay? Because I go by the word of God. And uh, we all, listen, even the Lord rested. Even the Lord rested. And uh, we got to take seasons of rest. We got to take, you know, it's important to just as, just as much as we're out there doing stuff and working and being about our, you know, the Lord's business and doing our calling. And just as important as that is, it's also important to recharge. It's also important to make sure you're spending the time with the Lord. It's also important to rest. Even the Lord rested. So I hope that answers, uh, hope that answers your question. And, uh, uh, you know, somebody else asked me a question. I want to just answer it here. And I know some of you might get a little bit mad of this. Um, so please, um, please, you know, just see my heart here. Um, you know, many people have asked me, is it okay to drink alcohol? Right. That, that's been a question. A lot of people have been asking, is it okay to drink alcohol? You know, here, here's what somebody told me a long time ago, you know, and, uh, and you know, um, you know, once in a while, maybe I'll have like, you know, a glass of wine or something. I'm not going to lie. But, you know, here's the thing about it. I'm really not into it. I'm really not into it. Um, and I don't ever drink. I, I Honestly, I I barely ever, ever, ever drink. Because I, for me, I just think uh, the Bible says to avoid the appearance of evil. And um, I don't even like alcohol. I don't even like it. It honestly makes me feel sick. Um, I think that's God doing that, right? So, you know, I, I also know the Bible says be sober minded. Uh, I'm in so much warfare that for me to like, if I, if I take anything that, that alters my mind, if I take anything that gets me in a place where I can, I feel like you open yourself up when you take things that, you know, uh, kind of put your mind in, in a state other than sobriety, the Bible says to be sober. Um, you know, so to me, I mean, if I could give you advice, I'd say probably not. Um, and when I say that I'll have a glass of wine once in a while, I mean, rare, rare, rare. If I'm on like a, a date night with my bride, you know what I'm saying? And, and maybe we'll have like a piece of steak and, a, you know, but even that, I mean, because here's why, you know, say I'm out, Sam, here's, I'll give you my explanation. Say I'm out and I'm at a restaurant and somebody says, Hey, there's pastor Todd. Right. And then they look at me and I'm, I'm sitting here drinking, you know, I'm sitting here drinking to me. It might be innocent. Like I might not be getting drunk. I might not be, um, you know, there might be nothing wrong. I might just, like I said, just having a glass of wine. And if I did get a glass of wine, I'll never finish it. I'll be honest with you. I never even finish it. Right. Um, but you know, again, I mean, you know, I get it date night, you're out with your wife or whatever. And you know, you want one glass of wine or whatever. I get it. I'm not, I'm not judging or condemning you, but here's the thing with me. Like, so I'm out, I'm having this glass of wine with my wife and somebody sees me, somebody sees me and, and the person struggles with alcoholism and the person's been struggling and, and so then they see, uh, you know, there's Pastor Todd and he's drinking. That could cause them to stumble. And so for me personally, because I love people so much and because, um, you know, my mind needs to be clear and sober minded and I don't want to open my mind up to any warfare or attack. It's just not worth it. It's just not worth it for me. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not trying to be like legalistic. And I know that there's people all over the spectrum on this. I know there's some Christians that just drink all the time. And I'm, again, I'm not trying to be legalistic, but for me, I don't want to have the appearance of evil because the Bible says to avoid even the appearance of evil. I don't want to cause anybody else to stumble. 
And, uh, and so for me, and I also want to be sober minded because I deal with a lot of warfare. So that's my, I hope that that gives you an answer there. It, it's just in, in looking at wisdom, I, I just don't, you know, for me, it's just not, it's not in my, in my agenda necessarily something that, you know, but again, if I'm like alone with my wife and we're cooking a steak and, you know, maybe I'll have like a glass of wine or something. I don't know, but it's, it, it, to be honest in the Coconado household, it's extremely rare, if not never. So Hopefully that answers your question. Uh, but again, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, attack you if you, if you feel differently. I'm just giving you uh, my, my view on it from what I read in the Word of God, right? So hopefully that's a clear answer. Um, but, you know, I get that ask, a question a lot. Um, the, the main thing that we desire is for souls, for a great harvest, to avoid the appearance of evil, um, you know, there's times when the enemy tries to come in and attack my mind. There's times when, you know, that's one of his biggest weapons against a believer is to attack our mind with torment, you know, to try to get us distracted. And, and so we have to be really prayed up and, you know, you just don't want to open that door for the enemy. You know, if there's something that you're looking at, I call it long gazing at, but again, the enemy can't read our mind. So it's what we say. That's why life and death is in the power of the tongue. If you start speaking out things, you know, you start speaking death over your marriage or you start speaking things out. The enemy hears that and then he can attack you in that area. That gives him like, oh, look, you know, that person's struggling there, right? Oh, let me, let me attack them there. So why give the enemy that foothold, right? Why give the enemy that foothold? If that makes sense. And, um, and I, and I just think the hour is so late right now. And we're seeing so many different things around the world. Why would we open ourselves up to anything that could cause attack? And I know it's nice to, you know, I get it. Some of you guys just, you're like, I just want to relax. I just want, I get it. I get it. So you got to take it before the Lord. But, but for me, this is kind of where we've come and we're in agreement in this. And it just, it protects us. It keeps my mind sharp and sober minded. And, uh, and I think that's a good thing, right? So if you have a question like that, let me know. Um, I would love to hear your questions and we try to answer, uh, these types of questions. But, but again, the biggest way that the enemy can attack us is by torment and by coming after, you know, our thoughts and attacking us. And so why do we, we don't want to give the enemy any more, uh, ammunition, if you will, you know, so speak life, be really mindful of what you're saying. Um, you know, don't hook in to the lies and the deceptions of the enemy, um, you know, if somebody's just negative, 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 the world's going to end tomorrow. Well, yeah, we already know what the Bible says. I mean, yes, there's going to be a battle of Armageddon. There's going to be a persecution, you know, end time. You know, we know what the Bible says, but let's live this life out in the best way that we can, um, you know, according to the Lord, you know, and what he says and, and hope in the future. Yes and amen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your understanding. You know, the things that he tells us who we are in him. Let's live it out that way every day in view of eternity, but Lord, how can I be about your business? And, uh, and I think all that is going to, is going to help you out. So anyway, I hope I answered your question. Appreciate you guys. Love you. Thank you for tuning in today. I got to go do a bunch of stuff right now. So I'm going to let you go, but, uh, write me todd.coconado at rlcus.org. Tuesday night, I'll be at Global Vision Church in Nashville, Tennessee with Pastor Greg Locke and my friend, um, um, you know, a couple of different people are going to be out there, actually. Uh, my, my friend Gilad from Israel is going to be there. And uh, we got some really cool stuff going on there. And then uh, I head out to a bunch of other places, uh, which will be announced later. Some of you guys know. Um, I try not to put my whole schedule out because, unfortunately, we're in this battle. 
And so, uh, you know, I got to be a little careful, but a lot of good things coming up in the next couple weeks here. So bless you. We'll report live as we're there and uh, we'll see you soon. We'll talk to you soon.